You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Next up on Destination Freedom. I see you got a uniform with a clan hanging here. Uh-huh. They came to me this morning, Senator. The men who led the mobs for the planters were telling me to come over to the master class. Say the Negro's my natural enemy. Yes. Well, I told them to look at the schools we're building now. The slaveholders were in power a hundred years. They never built a free school for nobody, black or white. Then this voting, they say it's for white folks only. I told them I never got a chance to vote when there was slavery. And they said, think it over, and they give me this sheet for a uniform. Well, I ain't got no sheets at home, so I said, I'll take this whole idea home and I'll sleep on it. <laughs> That's what sheets are for, ain't they? Welcome to episode 18 of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days podcast. I'm producer-director Donnielle Betts. On this episode, we hear the story of Charles Caldwell, the senator who had been a slave, the story of 1875. No issue concerned black representatives more than the Civil Rights Bill of 1875. State Senator Charles Caldwell of Mississippi was a former slave who had led a company of black American soldiers earlier in 1875 in a state militia formed to protect free people from the white line. The militia was later disbanded by the governor as part of a peace agreement with the white line. But attacks and intimidation continued, and Caldwell himself was assassinated later that year. This episode features the haunting voice of Otis Taylor, next on Destination Freedom Black Radio Days, the story of you know all about years. We inherit the habits of history. Men go by names. We go by numbers. I bear the number 1875 A.D. I came into the world with my faults, my blunders, my heroes, and my cowards just ten years after the Civil War. 
I inherited the ideas of the years before me. I set the seeds for the years ahead of me. I was the year 1875, and in Mississippi on January 1st, in the morning of, on my first day alive, ten men in odd regalia came to the home of my Senator Charles Caldwell and woke his wife. Who, who is it? What do you want? What do we want, she says. <laughs> you hear that, boys? <laughs> Tell her what we want. She ought to know. Who are you? If this is a New Year's joke. Well, she thinks it's a joke, boys. We gotta visit this county more often. People ain't heard about the organization. Fred, you take a look around inside. Sure way, Joe. I said, what do you want? Woman, what could ten men with 16 shotguns want with a senator who goes up and down the state preaching racial equality and yelling for new voting laws, huh? Where's Caldwell? Come on, where's the senator? Where's your old man? He's not home. No one's here but me. She telling it straight, Wade. Nobody in there. Nobody around. Well, come on, let's go to Clinton. If he ain't here, he'll be in Clinton. What do you want with him? What has he done to you? He tried to fix it so people like me can't live here. So ex-slaves and poor whites will be running and ruining the county. Those like him got no business playing Senate. The people elected him. People? She calls them people. Let her alone, Wade. Let's go to Clinton. First, I want this old woman to know we'll be back. No, not tonight, Wade. He'll have them scallywags and Yankees with him. Not tonight, woman. But some night we'll get him. Maybe it'll take days, weeks, or months. But we'll get him before he gets us. Him and his Yankee songs and his scallywags and his poor white friends. We'll get him before the year's out. That was the way I started out in Mississippi. I was a reconstruction year. They were the men who wanted to make me over like the old years. And on New Year's night in his home, the senator who had once been a slave was singing with men who were carrying me ahead to a new freedom. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. That's enough, boys. It's late. And surely you see the Mrs. Caldwell's getting tired of us being here and keeping the senator up. It's time we left. (laughs) Not so fast, Iron. I haven't heard the senator say a word all evening. He's just listening to us. Well, how about it, Caldwell? Tell us what's on your mind now. It's nothing, gentlemen. Go on with your singing. Go on. Not another note till we hear from you. That's right. right. How about drinking a toast? A toast to the new year, Senator. And the coming election. Yes, give us a speech, Senator. Speech! (laughs) You want me making speeches when you ought to be making merry on New Year's night? Sure. Go on. A word from the state senator. Go on. They say it's not so hard to get you talking when you're on the Senate floor. They say you did plenty of talking to stop the planets from hiding, uh, holding back on their taxes. (laughs) All right. all, All right, gentlemen. I'll say a word, a word I should have said to the men in white robes who came looking for me today. Something Lincoln said. Now, Charles, don't keep quoting Mr. Lincoln. (laughs) May's afraid I'll come to the same end as Lincoln if I keep using the same words. But uh, wait, wait, I'll say this. We started out on a good year, friends, all of us. Men who 10 years ago would never have been allowed to live together as free and equal men. I was a slave. 
Ira was a carpenter. And they've not paid me me last year's wages. (laughs) (laughs) And brand a slave, Mason Cabell. Ten years ago, you were overseers. Remember it? No, I've never quite forgotten it. And here we are together on the same side, on the ground that was once a plantation, planning how to make it, make it so there's more freedom. Sure, freedom for everyone this year, and we'll do it. There's a civil rights bill to be passed in Washington that'll wipe out every trick of the old system, gentlemen. The last ten years have been good, but this will be better. It won't be better. All over the county we hear men who demand the right to be free of plantations being beaten and driven back. There's no denying it, Senator. As fast as federal troops leave, mobs led by the old planters spring up. They call themselves clans. I was right. It's going to be different from now on, Senator. They defy the law, and they're getting bolder. There's nothing we can do to stop them. They're strong. They're weaker than we are, Cabell. We, the poor whites and the Negro freemen, we're the majority. And not the old slaveholders. We know they're organized against us and wait on their plantation like wounded lions, ready to split us apart when we quarrel. But for eight years we've been together. You've even elected me your senator. They voted against us. We're stronger. Then we'll get on with reconstructing the state to benefit all the people in it, not just for the few who hold the land. Yes, but when the troops are withdrawn, The governor's promised that the troops will stay until the changes are made. But the planters, they're still waiting for a chance to... Let them wait. They're bourbons, like the old bourbons in France, clinging to the old, declared way of living. They'll defy the new civil rights amendments. They'll poison us in their papers. They'll play us one against the other. But if we keep white and Negro together here in the South for ten, five more years, we'll win out. We'll have a democracy. Now, now, there, I made a speech. I may always say it, you can't keep me from making a speech. <laughs> it's what we came to hear, what we need for the start of the new year. Toast, gentlemen. We'll drink it in good Scotch whiskey. Toast! What'll it be, Senator? What's on your calendar that's important? Toast it. To this year's election, may every man in the South, black and white, be free to vote. Cabell, you're not drinking. Not scotch, Senator. My taste is for bourbon this year. We'll see how the year turns out. Yes, I was the year when a few men with a taste for old times wanted to turn back. But those who believed they could build better years went ahead. And while my months passed, the senator who had been a slave went about his business of binding people together. With fresh copies of the new amendment that had been agreed upon, he traveled throughout the county. He took the words to the farmers and freedmen and told them to read it. Uh, now, this is a law about voting, Senator? It's the Lou New Law, Mr. Jones. What's it like, Senator? What, what's it mean? It says what it means. Read it and tell everybody about it. Well, it says the 14th Amendment. Yes. It says the right of citizens to vote should not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. It means this state, too? This state, too. And it says, The Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. It means... It means for the first time Negroes will vote in the state. It means you'll get a new weapon. Hold on to it. This year you'll need it. 
And the senator went on telling more people about the new right, and they were behind him. It seemed he was right. Even in the legislature, he helped pass new bills over the objection of the old planters. Together, the white men and the black men were making a new South. The senator, who had been a slave, stood in the legislature and put new ideas into law. The chair recognizes Senator Caldwell. Mr. Chairman, in accordance with the 13th Amendment, I am proposing that we abolish all segregation in the state of Mississippi. And his proposal was made into law, and he rose again. The chair recognizes Senator Caldwell. Mr. Chairman, to put teeth in the bill against segregation, I offer an amendment to provide a fine of $5,000 against any officer or agent of any railroad or vessel guilty of Jim Crowism. I offer a bill to recognize the property tax of women to establish free public schools unsegregated as to race, creed, or color. And before I, the year 1875, had passed many months, the laws were written and agreed on. They stood on the books, but there were men who stood outside the law. There was the planter Preston Whipper. He was one of the wounded lions waiting for his years to come back. He spat when the senator passed. (coughs) Good morning, Mr. Whipper. What's good about it, slave? This is the last morning of the old law segregating citizens in our state, Mr. Whipper. For a man who's just been ten years free, you got an awful lot to do with the law. The law's everybody's business. The likes of you ain't got no business with it. I'll say it before I say it again. I heard your words before. And when you hear me again, it won't be with words and laws. One day, slave senator, the poor whites will be united with me, not with you. What is there for anyone to unite on with you? Race! Suppose they rather unite for the right to vote and to be equal under the law. Suppose they don't go with you. Those who don't want to join with me, we have our ways of pers- persuasion. One day we'll put an end to you and your re- reconstruction. Next time when night riders come your way, you'll not live to tell about it. The senator heard, but the senator went on his way. Then slowly... The days in my year began to change. There were jobless men and hungry men joining the riders, looking for the leaders of the Reconstruction, and they would come on horseback and knock on the doors at night. Hold up, hold up! This the place? Sure, it's the Jones place. I saw him with the senator. Yeah, it's him all right. I know his place. Knock! You open that door, we're gonna break it in. Now, who? Now, what do you want? What is it? For a man who's facing a shotgun, he talks too big, don't he? Now, I'm asking, what do you want? We didn't come to give you what you deserve, so we'll just give you a warning. What the? Now, what have I done? Go away, give it to him, both barrels. I tell you, put down the gun, I haven't done anything. Sure, Wade, put down the gun and take a rope. <laughs> Maybe that'll teach him to stay away from ex-slaves like that Caldwell and to vote the way he told when it's time to vote. Go away, teach him. He's scared already. Don't need teaching, just remind him. Remind him, and maybe he'll join us. Join in the fun. The fun? Yeah, putting folks back in line. Teaching them self-respect instead of cooperating with ex-slaves. 
You'll come along? I'm, I'm not up to it. Please, just leave me alone. My wife is sick and... I know and I, all about it. Just remember, when you come to the polls, you vote right or not at all. Come on, friend. We got a lot more calls to make before the year's out. Giddy up, boy! And before I was three months old, the men who wanted to turn me back towards slavery were doing the bidding of the old slaveholders, were going from door to door through the night. Who's there? Who's there? Well, well don't wreck the door. I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming. What's that gun for? What do you want? They wanted men to forget the new right to vote, to put the right back into the hands of a few instead of the many. They had the rope, the faggot, and my days were filled with terror. The men who fought for the new freedom turned towards a senator who had been a slave. They were the poor farmers, white and black, and the freed men. Senator, last night, ten of my men in town who voted for new reconstruction laws were killed. Every night the mobs grow bigger. Now can't you do something? Can't the governor do something? And while I was in the middle of my months, the senator went to the governor. The governor listened. The governor was worried. Everybody, every official on the reconstruction side says the same thing, Caldwell. What can we do? The mobs are too strong for us to risk an open fight. Let them alone. It'll blow over. When we let it blow over, all the good we've done will be blown away with it. It's a chance we'll take. We'll get no more troops from Washington. I know that. There have been reports that all troops will be disbanded. Before the reconstruction changes are made? They say that your reconstruction does no good. Some men are tired of it. Some are even afraid of it. The men who are afraid of it are those who fight to hold on to the old system, Governor. Slavery won't come back, Senator. Not the old slavery, but a new slavery. Unless the people in the South are given a chance at free schools and education for both Negro and white, a chance to live in peace together, the freedom we fought for in the war will be lost. We've moved ahead. Don't, don't turn back now. Make the laws stick. But how? Enforce how them. Sent? Enforce them. You didn't understand me. There are too few troops to enforce anything. The planters raised their own armies. You once said that the poor whites and the freedmen would be natural allies. Now the whites are going over to the side of the planters. You see that? I see that. I know why. Thaddeus Stephen said why. Frederick Douglass has said why. It's because the planters still own the land. They have the power to say, work for us or starve. They have the land. And, and they wait to take the last weapon of independence from the freedmen. That weapon is the right to vote. The election is coming in November, Governor. It'll be the most crucial election in the state. If freedmen go to the polls and vote, we'll move ahead. The civil rights will stick. If we're driven away, there'll be no more freedom waiting for the Negroes or whites. I believe this. And what do you want me to do? Give me per permission to organize our own militia from the people to fight the planters and the, to keep down the Klan. <sighs> Very well. See what you can do. There's not much time before November comes. There was still time to bring together 300 men in the heart of Mississippi who joined to carry on the Reconstruction and to teach the new civil rights. There was still time and the senator took it. They marched through the state and the terror and the clans were quiet. The Reconstruction went ahead. The senator stopped at the workshop of Carpenter Ira. He was building the new school. 
Ara, how long would it take you to finish? Ara! Oh, I didn't see you come up, Senator. How long would it take you to put up to school? Well, with things quiet like they are up to be, oh, say two or three years. Two or... Wonder if I'll be here to see it finished. Oh, sure you will. You're worried about the election? Don't. Half the county that ain't scared's for you, including me. If there's any voting, you'll be in. <laughs> I'm not worried about getting elected. That's worrying me. I, 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 it's getting people to fight for this thing, this right to vote, free education. It's new in this state. The way I see it, if we get it now, our children won't have to fight for it in 100 years from now. Ira? Yes. A lot of men are going over to the side of the plantation owners. That's right. Some of those we thought would stick have gone over. There was Cabell, I hear, and Jones and Brown. They think it's safer. And you, Ira? I see you got a uniform of the Klan hanging here. Uh-huh. They came to me this morning, Senator. The men who led the mobs for the planters were telling me to come over to the master class, say the Negro's my natural enemy. Yes. Well, I told them to look at the schools we're building now. The slaveholders were in power a hundred years. They never built a free school for nobody, black or white. Then this voting, they say it's for white folks only. I told them I never got a chance to vote when there was slavery. And they said, think it over, and they give me this sheet for a uniform. Well, I ain't got no sheets at home, so I said, I'll take this whole idea home and I'll sleep on it. That's what sheets are for, ain't they? Then the senator went to friends and spread the news of Iris Stand, and it stiffened the men fighting to rebuild the South. And when the senator was tired, he went home to rest, to wait for the voting month. But there was other news waiting for him. May was standing, waiting at the door. May, you've been waiting for me? You've had a message, Charles. Well, what is it? I, have the mobs been here? No, not the mobs, but an invitation to the mobs. What are you talking about? Charles, there's no more reconstruction. There's no more support from the governor. All the troops have been withdrawn. Withdrawn? Yes. The governor wired you it had to be done, he said. But, but, but he said he'd wait until after the voting was done. He, he, I told him why. I told him just to give us time, a little more time. There's no more time, Charles. What are you going to do? We'll wait for the voting. We'll gather all our strength to test the new amendments. We'll let November tell us what to do. I am the month of November. I was the voting month. When I came, the senator welcomed me, and we went to work on trying to make the days in the month quiet and peaceful days. But the old planters were loose and the mobs were doing their work. Again, they covered the county on horseback with ropes and faggots hammering on doors, pulling people out into the night. And before the month of November had gone three days, a heavy knock came on the door of the senator. May, someone's at the door. Don't open it, Charles. Don't open it. nothing to hide from, May. I'll let him in. Stop, Charles. Don't. May, May, it's Aaron. Help me with him. He's hurt. Oh, I'm all right, Senator. I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. Here, put him down on the chair. There. What happened, Ira? Your clothes are torn. You, you've been running. I tried to get to you, Senator, to tell you not to go to the polls. Ira, what have they done to you? Well, they're tracking down all the leaders of the Reconstruction, Negro and white, driving them out before the election. They had me. I got away. I came here to warn you. I... May, bring, bring a cloth and water. Uh, wash his wounds and, and let him rest. Yes, but where are you going? I'm going out to see if I can change some of the men into fighting for the new civil rights before voting week begins. It's too late for that. It may not be too late. I'm going to see if I can keep the men from turning back the clock to a new kind of savior. They won't listen to you, Senator. Even some of your old friends have changed. The planters have their power back now. I know. 
But I still believe the power of the poor whites and the freedmen joined together. There'll be no more joining now, Senator. Those who would are afraid. I know they're afraid, and I know why. But I'm not afraid to face them and fight their fears. May take care of our. I'm going outside. I'm going to where the mobs meet. And that day, as I came closer to voting week, the senator went out to the farms and homes. Some men were afraid and wouldn't talk to him. And finally, he walked along the streets where mobs roamed, and they saw him and called out. Hey, look who's stubborn! Look who's stubborn! The slave senator! Hey, boy! Look who thinks he's gonna get elected again! He wants to talk! He wants to talk! Let him talk! Let him hear! Yeah, what do you got to say about this civil rights? You reconstruction, Senator? I've got to say the rights are not only for me and reconstruction. It's for every man among us. The right to vote is the right for all. The right to vote in this state for white men and white men only. You hear that, Senator? I hear it, and I don't believe it. I came to talk to you because a year ago before you became afraid, some of you sat in my home. Now you're afraid... The planters will hire you, won't hire you, because if you work with Negroes, they tell you to segregate Negroes, and you do it. If they say these rights are not for Negroes, what's to stop them from saying it's not for Catholics, Jews, Irish, the foreign-born? If the right to rule is for white men only, what will you say to the majority of the world which is not white? Listen. Don't listen to him. He's talked enough. You'll change nothing here. Understand that? Now get on Stay away from the voting if you want to keep alive. Gentlemen, I'd just like to say to you, I'd just... You said enough. We're not listening. Your days are numbered, Senator. You live longer. You keep away from the polls. That's right. I am the week when the voting began. And though he knew he was being watched, he was at the polls. There was terror in the streets and in the counties. The planters were turning time back ten years. But the senator, who'd been a slave, stood in line and waited for his ballot. Name? Oglesby Lee. Uh-huh. You're not voting for none of them, Mom. Skellywags or Negroes, are you? Oh, no, sir, no, sir. I never do that. Good, good. Take your ballot. Go on next. You? Here? I'm here. They warned you not to show up, Caldwell. I heard them. Ballot. Look, can't you tell when your side ain't winning? You know how many people they've given the rope and lash to already? It's a white preliminary hereafter. Be smart. Go on. Look, the planters have the power now. They've got their own militia. I'm trying to help you. You'll help more by giving the ballot to every man registered for it. You're holding up the voting. All right. Here's the ballot. But if you take it, the planters will see to it. There'll come a day when a bullet will go with him. And I was that day in the year 1875. I was a Christmas day, and the planters still celebrated the death of the Reconstruction. Still, they were unsure as long as leaders lived who remembered the civil rights and the new laws. I was the disastrous day when the men in the odd regalia came back. They knocked on the door of the senator's house. Who's there? What do you want? Well, she still says, what do you want? You hear that, Fred? (laughs) Hear that, boys? Open the door, we'll blast it in. You, what are you looking for? Well, at least she recognizes us now. We're pretty well known around these parts since a year ago, huh, ma'am? What do you want? You know as well as I do what we want. That slave senator, where is he? He's not here. I don't know where he is. She telling you right, Wade. I look around. She's alone. Why don't you let him alone? Why don't he leave the voting alone? Him and his scallywags and their equal rights stuff. You got the election. Let him alone. The boss says it ain't safe leaving ideas like those in his head loose in this country. We'll stay here till we have him. No use staying here, Wade. If he's anywhere, he's in Clinton. We got Cabell with us. He knows the senator's habits. 
On Christmas Day, he goes to Clinton. It's there. We'll get him. And on my day, the men in sheets went to Clinton to find the senator. And they spoke to Cabell, the ex-overseer. He'll be coming down the road, Cabell. You'll see him. Yes, I'll see him. You know what to do. You know what we told you. I know, I know. Be sure you do. He knows you. Trust you. He'll offer him a drink. And if he refuses... This is a holiday. You can insist, can't you? <laughs> you take him to the open bar at Moe's. Sit him near the bar. He's back to us. You understand? Yes, yes, yes. Then, when you raise your glass, tap it in a toast. That'll be the signal. We'll go to work. You nervous? Well, a drink will help me. Well, you'll be rewarded. You'll earn a place in the order. You understand? I But can't you get someone else? You with us or against us? I'm... I'm with you. But he has a devilish way of knowing what's happening. He has a way... We got better ways. We've picked the day and the place. You set the hour and the minute. We'll be watching. I am the hour on Christmas Day, the year 1875, that was picked to spot the senator. And as I ticked into minutes, Cabell came to him and spoke. Uh, Senator? Senator Caldwell? Yes. It's me, Senator. Old Buck Cabell. Don't you recognize me? Why, yes. It's been a year since I've seen you last at my house. New Year's Day, I believe. Yes, yes, it was. world seems to have changed since then. Lots happened. Some good, some bad. Would you care for a drink? I haven't much time. Oh, just one on a holiday. I know how you feel about the election, the reconstruction plans. This will make you feel better. Well, maybe it will. Uh, May always says I'll end up like Lincoln. Lincoln? (laughs) Not what gave you that idea, Senator. And in my hour, according to plan, Cabell sat down with the senator in a booth near the bar. Sit this way, Senator. Take this seat, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. I know when my time is up. What's that? Nothing. Uh, You still drink bourbon? Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. Uh, Mind if I pour yours? Shall we make a toast? Hey, if I can think of one this minute. I am the minute in the hour in 1875 when the drink was poured and the senator raised his glass for the toast. What were you going to say, Senator? I was thinking of something Lincoln said I had wanted to say to the men who tried to stop me from voting. Uh, Yes? Lincoln said, Liberty is the heritage of all men. Destroy it, and you plant the seed of despotry at your own door. Get familiar with hatred and put chains around others and you prepare your own lamps to wear chains. Accustom yourself to trample and destroy the rights of others. You'll become fit subject for the first cunning tyrant who rises among you. It will be easy to destroy me, Charles Caldwell, and turn back the demands now for civil rights. But they'll grow stronger and demands will be born again in another generation. Then no mob will be able to destroy them. A toast to tomorrow when the whites and Negroes in my state will again try for the civil rights I try to bring. A toast. And I am the split second in the year 1875 that marked the time when the glasses were touched. And the signal was given. And the assassins snapped the life of Charles Caldwell. I am the year 1875. I was a reconstruction year. 
I came with my heroes and my cowards, and I ended the life of Charles Caldwell, a senator who had been a slave and who planted the seed of civil rights in the Mississippi soil. Oh, oh, Before I be, before I be your slave, I'll be buried in my grave. Going home to my Lord and be free. You have just heard Destination Freedom's dramatization of the story of Charles Caldwell. Destination Freedom is written by Richard Durham and is produced under the direction of Danielle Betts. Tonight's cast included Sheila Ivy Traster, Bob Burke, Ruth A., Greg Ward, Craig Stout, Jeffrey Nicholson, Kurt Soderstrom, and Danielle Betts. Music by Otis Taylor. Foley artist and additional music by Brenda Matson with help from Mark Austin and Gabrielle. This show was engineered by Mike Pappas and Darren Gabbert. I'm Rodney Franks. That concludes this episode of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. I'm producer-director, Danielle Betts. The 2020 season will examine the issues facing communities of color, exploring police shootings, immigration, health disparities, and gender bias. Support for Destination Freedom is provided by the Bonfi Stanford Foundation, the Ulipians Fund of the Denver Foundation, Arts and Society, and Karen and Johnny Klein. Destination Freedom Black Radio Days is produced by Danielle Betts. The series is remixed by Maurice Smith, a.k.a. Reese. Make sure you check us out at NoCredits.com and pick up our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, etc. Follow us at Twitter at Donnie Betts, hashtag NoCreditsProduction, LLC, hashtag Black Radio Days, hashtag Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.